Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is episode number 371, Offline Dating with Camille Virginia, How to Get a Man to Ask You Out in Real Life. What a concept. <laughs> I'm Sandy Weiner, and I want to welcome you to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late for love and that a woman of value naturally attracts the respect and rewards that she deserves in life and love. What is a woman of value? Well, she is someone who shows up, stands up, and speaks up for what is important to her and to the people around her. She knows how she knows her value and she is empowered. And every week I share a tip about how to become a woman of value or step more fully into your value. And this week's tip is to declutter your life. Now, lots of you have listened to Marie Kondo talk about decluttering your home. And there is a spiritual aspect to creating order in your home, but also in your entire life. And What I mean by this is when you take out the extraneous things in your life, like people who no longer belong there, um, relationships that are no longer serving you, stuff that just is taking up space, time, your energy. So really look at the things in your life, the people in your life that are no longer working for you and either set a boundary or walk away because your life is precious and I want you to have the best life you can have. And before I bring on Camille, I want to just give a shout-out to my free Facebook group, Your Last First Date. We are a fantastic group of women over 40 who are looking for positive ways to grow and find lasting love. So if you are that woman who wants to be in a supportive environment where there is no horrible, venting, long posts, and things that just go off the rails, which is rare for groups about for single women, um, please join our group. We, we really keep this place, this a safe and sane space for you. So remember to add the your to last first date, your last first date on Facebook. And now for my guest, Camille Virginia. She is the founder of Master Offline Dating, and she's also the author of a new book that's coming out next week. It's called The Offline Dating Method. She helps single women who are burned out with online dating get the power to attract great men out in the real world. She spent many years pushing past her own introvertedness to master the art of creating meaningful connections. And in the process, she was asked out by hundreds of men in everyday places. She's helped women across six continents unlock their attraction powers to create their own happily ever after without even going online. Her book, The Offline Dating Method, comes out next week, and you can pre-order it on Amazon right now. Welcome to the show, Camille. Thanks for having me, Sandy. My pleasure. And what I forgot to say is the most important part of your bio, which is that you're also my friend. Ah, yeah. (laughs) We've known each other a long time. (laughs) We do. And Camille is somebody that I've always liked because she's authentic, she's kind, And she really is unique in her approach to this whole dating world. Um, And I love the offline dating approach because 
so many people are very burned out with online dating. And so why do you think that's the case? Oh, well, thank you for that that kind note, Sandy. I feel the same about you. You're an amazing woman. I think your your work is just incredible and so authentic. Um, I think that people have have just kind of let tech take over their life, and I think that, well, it was kind of designed to do that, actually, by the people creating the tech, so it's not really people's fault, but what you choose to do with the tech in your life, and that includes online dating and apps, really is within your control, and I think people forget about that, so it's easy to kind of mindlessly swipe on a dating app or um, be behind a screen all day, but we forget that we also have the choice of we don't have to do that. You don't have to be on Facebook if you don't want to, you know, for three hours a day. So the power of choice, I think, is something that, that women uh, who work with me love to be reminded of, of oh, yeah, I don't. Because <laughs> um, I, I just think the honeymoon period of online dating and apps has ended for a lot of people. It was a novel new way to meet people, and now there's harassment and tech addiction and just not good things, overwhelm, stuff like that. Yeah, so the harassment um, is a big thing. And I like what you say about choice. I think that even in terms of going on Facebook, we have choices for how, how we use Facebook. I think a lot of people look at life as black or white. You know, we can either be sucked into the social media vortex or stay off completely and not even have a profile. <laughs> so, you know, I think I, I'm a person who likes the gray, um, lives somewhere in the gray always, and likes to look at how we can take back our power uh, wherever possible. So if we can take our power back with online dating, we don't have to be in front of a screen all day. And we don't have to put up with the kind of, um, for me, it's like the low investment. It's... Mm. Uh, especially on the apps, um, it's easy to swipe. It's also easy to forget you're in the middle of a conversation. So I think a lot of people just get disheartened and they feel like it takes so long to meet somebody they're really interested in that they just shut down and don't date at all, which is another black or white way to look at it. So you have another Mm -hmm. option. Tell us about yours. Yeah, you totally do. Um, it's funny how how quickly we forget that you know up until ten years ago or so, people did just find meeting in the real world, <laughs> and we still have those skills as humans. You know, our need for a connection didn't go out the window with the invention of Tinder. Um, we're just seeking fulfillment in a different way, and it's it's a slow creep. So it's kind of like junk food. It's like, you know, maybe at first. You think, oh, this is delicious, and you keep eating it. And then after a while, you're like, oh, I don't feel so good. But it's going to take a little while for you to realize that. I think that's what's happened with online dating and apps is after a while, to your point, people can get disheartened. They could think that the way that they're being treated online is how someone would treat them in real life or, or only who they're encountering online is only who's out in the real world too. Um, and that's just not true. You know, people – Step it up in the real world. They show respect, like our human instincts kick in. You can get a read for someone. And I think it's just about balance. And I I think if you love online dating and have a good balance with it and also meet people offline, that's totally fine. You know, you don't have to be black or white, to your point. But find what works for you. And, and if you cringe at the sound of swiping, then maybe you should not be on 
apps because that energy is coming through and you're probably attracting the wrong people. Mm-hmm. I just got off with a client who um, kept a dating log of the last like 10 dates. And for each one, she wrote about what, what she was feeling when she was going on the dates. And each one said, unexcited. <laughs> so I said, chances are pretty strong that you're conveying that when you're on the date. And so we, we mm-hmm. talked about how she can change her approach to dating. And I also always include in my with my clients that they should be offline as well as online. You know, I don't I don't think you can put all your eggs in one basket and I think that if you're comfortable meeting people in real life, um, you know, and you feel you make a better connection, it feels more authentic, then definitely do it. But here's some of the issues. So I just wanna kind of put those out there. Um, a lot of women will say, Well, I can have a conversation with anyone but then they don't get asked out because um, something's <laughs> missing. So, mm-hmm. so, um, so tell us, like, how? Well, first, let's go to how the, how they can meet somebody, especially if they're over forty. And then I want to really get into the conversation because I think a lot of times the conversation is missing something. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. That's that's one of the main barriers that I hear is either. Women are afraid to talk to strangers. They don't have that confidence. They don't want to be annoying. Or they talk to a lot of strangers, but they don't get a date. So um, going back to how to start meeting people in the real world, I would say take baby steps. Um, If you are that person who is afraid to talk to strangers because you haven't talked to one in 10 years, that fear has grown a lot. So it needs to gradually be broken down and disproved, not because Sandy and I are telling you that it, you shouldn't fear, but because you need to have an experience that tells you, at, like you can feel that your fear is not real. So start by by complimenting people. You know, maybe start by giving compliments to women or asking elderly gentlemen uh, a question about something, like in the grocery store. They're looking at a bag of chips and you ask them a question about that, just kind of warm up your, your social skills that way and start proving to yourself that your fear of talking to strangers or being annoying isn't real. And it actually is the opposite. You actually, you can find the fun with it and really enjoy it. So I would, I would give that tip for starting. Anything you want to add to that, Sandy, before we get into the meaningful connection part? Um, no, this, this is really good. I think that the baby steps, I, 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 agree with you. I think that we always have to start with what's less scary because if people are waiting to have a conversation with somebody they're really attracted to and they haven't Mm. practiced at all by the time they meet this guy. Terrifying. That's right. You'll be mute pretty much or you'll sound like a total idiot like they have on the in the movies where somebody's like it's not very attractive. (laughs) Yes. Um, Exactly. Yeah, don't, so don't let's, put that pressure on yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so so let's say people are now overcoming their fears. They're having conversations. Like where? Where are they meeting these men? And then how do they make that conversation become romantic? So every time you step foot outside your house is the chance to meet somebody. And I think a lot of it is just simply being aware of it. I actually took a clicker one day and I was walking down a street in Chicago, not even downtown Chicago in in the neighborhoods. And I just clicked 
the, the clicker every time I walked by an adult, so either gender um, on the same side of the sidewalk as me. And after 45 minutes, I think I had passed 551 people. <laughs> wow. And so, yeah, so it's, it's I, my guess was 150, and it ended up being 400 more than that. So when you start paying attention to all the opportunities out there, when you step outside, um, they will start showing up. And so some concrete examples of that would be, um, you know, taking the bus, taking the train, going to the grocery store, picking up your dry cleaning, going to Starbucks, all those places, there are quality people within an arm's reach of you. Not to say everyone within an arm's reach is meant to be in your life, of course, but the way that you find that out is by engaging them in little ways like we're talking about, of asking a question, giving a compliment. If you feel drawn to someone, you know, explore that. Go say, hey, I like your shirt. What's that symbol mean? Or something like that that you're genuinely curious about but is very low risk in the moment. So start with anywhere, right? <laughs> Doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and people will say, oh, well, how do I know they're single? Um, so how, how do people know? So um, that's kind of the next step. Once you engage and get comfortable with people and, and when you first start doing that, don't have the intention of getting a date. That's way too much pressure to put on yourself. So just have the goal of getting comfortable talking to strangers. Once you get comfortable with that, which the more you practice, the faster it will happen. Um, next, go into the meaningful conversation part. And the goal here is still not to get a date because we, you know, maybe you're attracted to a guy, but he would make a horrible partner. So you don't want to force a date with someone if in the middle of the conversation you're like, oh, well, I don't think we're compatible or whatever. So have the goal of the connection be the connection. And some ways to do that are to ask questions that you actually care about. So get curious about this person that you're talking to. So, for example, maybe you're in the coffee shop and you feel pulled towards this man who's wearing a Maroon 5 T-shirt you love Maroon 5 or, I don't know, Adele or someone, Lionel Richie, I don't know, (laughs) whatever it is for you. Um, Ask about the shirt and, you know, maybe ask a question like, oh, did you go to the concert or what's your favorite song of theirs or something that's very low risk? And then they'll come back and, you know, maybe he is taken after you ask that question. You see he has a wedding ring on. Well, that's okay. Let him answer the question and then say, cool, we'll have a good day. Maybe he's doesn't have a wedding ring on and he's like, Oh, he was, he was thinking that he wanted to talk to you too. And now you just engaged him. Well, after the icebreaker topic is over, um, in this case, the graphic t-shirt, um, move on to, so how's your day going? And this is a question where people can answer with as much or as little information as they want to. So, uh, man who's happily taken off the market will probably answer the question and then not, keep talking. Someone who, a man who is more open and available, well, chances are keep talking. And at some point, you know, of course, he needs to let you know that he's taken, but you don't know that by looking at someone. So the only way to find that out is by engaging them on a more meaningful level. Hmm. Yeah, I think people struggle with that. So just having a few things prepared before you, before you leave the house is really helpful. Yeah, and I think also just getting curious in the moment. It's those thoughts that we have of, wow, that woman's scarf is beautiful. 
go tell her that before you can psych yourself out. Or I wonder where that guy got that, um, I don't know, leather briefcase. You know, I think my dad would like that. Go ask him that question. It's those, Uh don't let the fear creep in. Like really just go for it um, when you have those little thoughts and you'll start to start to be fulfilled and fall in love with the connection process, but in your own way that feels comfortable. Yeah, and, you know, this was a big struggle for me, too. I was very introverted, very fearful of talking to strangers. And I, I this, this, a lot of this shifted as I became a coach and I became more comfortable with myself and I really was pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And I remember so many beautiful conversations I've had with people on a plane, um, just starting a conversation. And for me, like, one guy I had a great conversation with was somebody who was reading a book that I loved, The Alchemist, and we just started talking. And we talked the entire trip and to the point where I forgot my suitcase at the <laughs> it was like when I got to oh, no. the you know, to the next uh airport I completely walked past my suitcase and had to go back. Um I was so engaged in the conversation. But it, 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 that's, I mean, these are people who can touch your life, you can touch theirs, even if it doesn't end up in a romantic relationship, um, it still mm-hmm. feels really good. It does. And you don't know where that's going to lead. I mean, maybe you're not meant to be with that guy that you're talking to, but maybe you he introduces you to his brother for some reason, and that's the mm-hmm. guy you're supposed to be with. So yeah. just putting yourself out there and, and fulfilling your need for connection, but also just planting the seeds of possibility. I mean, something is going to sprout after a certain amount of time of doing that. It, 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 it just will. I agree. I think that, you know, we can apply that to any part of life. Um, I'm sure that you've been told this, but your, your methodology can be applied to networking for jobs, for, you know, any kind of opportunities that you're looking for don't always come from the person you're talking to. They often come from people who know people. And so just, you know, when, you, when you're when you open, it's so much better. When you're open to the possibilities rather than, oh, it didn't work out with this person, so forget it, it doesn't work. Exactly. And I, it also takes the pressure off you. So if you just, can, if you're already getting anxiety thinking about, the tips that Sandy and I are talking about, um, just consider every interaction, practice for the next one so that you don't have to get a certain outcome from a person or whatever, because who are we to say what that outcome is? You know, if you try to force things with the guy that you're talking to on the plane and think that he's the one for you, maybe you're meant to be with his brother. But if you keep focusing on him and don't just kind of release that outcome and enjoy the connection, you can't let um, the powers that be kind of do their thing to give you what you actually do desire that you may not know about. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely love what you just said. It's I think that this is a secret to happiness in general. You know, when you <laughs> go into any situation, you know, go to a job interview and it's like, oh, if I don't get this job, I, you know, I'm a failure. Um, your book proposal, you know, you just wrote a book. How many people have sent off proposals to, you know, 20 agents and they want a specific agent to say yes or a specific publishing Mm. house to say yes? And if not, if it doesn't happen, I'm a failure. I'm going to give up. I'm Mm -hmm. never writing again, right? So you never know. And I I have a friend who's a writer who had sent out her manuscript to a lot of places and was not having success. And then she happened to be at a conference 
where she met somebody who knew somebody, and it's the same kind of thing. She had a conversation that led to another conversation, and her book is published. And um, so that happens. And I wanted to share a story about being on a date where I met another man. (laughs) Um, Oh, tell that one. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of my favorite stories. Uh, I was meeting a guy for the first time at a restaurant, and the tables are very close together, and I'm sitting next to a guy who's also reading a book. I think he was the one reading The Alchemist, actually. And um, I started talking to him, and he was waiting for a date, too, it turned out. He was reconnecting with somebody he had dated once before. He had actually forgotten that he had dated her, and it was a little embarrassing, but she remembered. And and we just hit it off. And I regretted not having exchanged names or numbers because we were just talking, and we had so many connections, and then both of our dates showed up, and and actually we, we acted like we were old friends, and uh, you know, and introduced each other to our dates, and you know, it's just like, oh, this is, I don't know. It was just I I learned from that experience that I should have been a little more bold, and done what my brain was telling me, which is to say my name and to, you know, give him my card, and I I made cards up after that with just my first name and the email that I used to use for online dating back when people sent emails. And um, so it didn't have any private information, but I had my photo from the online dating profiles. And I, I created these cards. So it would be kind of like a calling card like people used to do back in the 1800s. Um, so it's, it was just an opportunity that presented itself. And because I was bold enough to talk to him, we had a great conversation. I love that. Oh, that's such a good story. And I think that's genius about the cards. I mean, because of that interaction, you meet up cards, and I'm sure you ended up giving those to other people. So there's, I think, you know, listening to, oh, I wish I could have done this, or next time I'm going to do this, and then acting on it is 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 very powerful. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I am a woman of action. So, um, <laughs> I know you are. Of I, action, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I know you have a tip for people, an actionable tip for for our listeners and something they can do over the next 24 hours to start tapping into offline dating opportunities. So can you share that with us? Sure. Um, I would say being aware of like where you're comfortable. So thinking about everything that, that you and I have been talking about, Sandy, you know, there's different com- social comfort levels out there. So I would ask myself, what's one thing that I'm a little bit nervous about um, that also sounds a little bit exciting? What's just outside your comfort zone? And I would say a good tip that could universally apply to any social comfort zone is to start going places alone, but you don't have to go for, you know, to a whole three-hour event by yourself if that sounds scary. Um, It can be with existing plans with friends where you do what I call the 20-minute trick where you show up 20 minutes early purposefully and that gives you just enough of a window of time to get comfortable being alone. You've got people coming, you've got a reason for being there, but in that 20 minutes, it's amazing what can happen when you are by yourself, which makes you more way more approachable because it lowers the fear of rejection for men. Um, and then once you overcome that fear of, Oh, I just arrived a little bit early, you know, get comfortable with being yourself, try to keep your phone away. 
Um, and you can extend it to writing 45 minutes early and pretty soon get comfortable with going places alone. And maybe you're comfortable going some places alone, but not others. That's where the, the tip to kind of go to the next level kicks in of, well, maybe you're comfortable, I don't know, going to the museum by yourself, but not to the movies. Well, try to work your way up to going to the movies by yourself. I have a client who met a guy who was also by himself at the movies. So you never know. <laughs> so work your way up to the scarier things. Exactly. Yeah. Be honest with where you are right now and then see what's just outside your comfort zone and apply even just one of the tips that you and I have covered today. And you yeah. will be starting to take that, those steps forward. Mm-hmm. So many great tips. And I absolutely love the 20 minutes early tip. I have never heard that before. That feels doable <laughs> because you already have plans. People are going to come. You'll be rescued in 20 minutes, and you're popular. <laughs> Your friends will come. You're like, oh, I'm so popular. Um, <laughs> and I think for a lot of people that, that feels just outside the comfort zone enough to, to push yourself because I, I like that you say a little nervous but also excited because all the good stuff happens in that space. Exactly. Yes. And then once you start, once you push, start pushing past that fear, it almost becomes a little bit addicting of like, oh, what else can I do? If I did that, what else can I do? And it, you, know, you start getting this momentum. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, Camille, I know you have a special offer for our audience. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so my book, The Offline Dating Method, comes out next week and just had a big write-up about it in the Atlantic. I'm so excited about it. Yay! And, <laughs> yeah! Um, so I actually have a free three-day challenge that follows the book. So that's something that's available right now on my website, offlinedatingmethod.com. And they, you can sign up. It's geared towards women, but I actually have a gender-neutral one coming in a few days. Um, and it's three days to a red-hot date in the real world and just walks you through the key tips of the chapters. And uh, when you have the book, uh, when you order the book, it will give you a lot more in-depth tips. But, um, but you can also just go through the challenge and get the key tips and start going into the, that momentum. And also you get a free excerpt of my book with, with, that, with that gift. So. What a great gift. I think this is wonderful. And the link to the challenge for our audience is masterofflinedating.com forward slash last from last first date. So it's masterofflinedating.com forward slash last. And you can also check the show notes at lastfirstdate.com, which will be published in a few days. Um, so thank you so much, Camille, for, for coming on the show, for like showing our audience that they have choices, that um, if you can learn these things, you, your introverted self, could learn to come out of your comfort zone and meet hundreds of men <laughs> in real life, then anybody can do it, right? Exactly. Yes, 100%. It's totally <laughs> doable. <laughs> Yay. So get out there, ladies and gentlemen. Go out there and date in real life. What a concept. It used to be the only way we dated. I know that a lot of people have this fear that um, they can't tell how old they are. They can't tell all the things like, Online dating gives you all this information, but it's often false, you know. It's mm -hmm. like we really can't tell any of this stuff until we meet in person. And I remember the first time I met somebody in person after my divorce, 
And I was like, where's your profile? <laughs> it's just like, where, do you have a resume that I can look at? You know, like, I, I want to verify you. <laughs> but, um, and he was he was a good deal younger than I was. He saw me in synagogue and came over to me and asked me out. Um, so that, you know, it's nice. It's nice to mix it up. You know, you can do all offline dating or you can have a little bit of everything. Because why not? You get to design mm-hmm. your life the way you want it. Yes. Love it. <laughs> Um, So thank you, Camille, and thank you, everybody, for listening today. And if you love our show, please rate and review it over at iTunes. Uh, We really appreciate as much as you share, rate, review, helps our audience grow, helps more people go on their last first date. So that's our hope for you. We hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a wonderful day. 